patrolling the sidelines on game days and beating the pros inside the lines on off days. A 5'10 guard from Elon University. It's Valley Sports Wisconsin Zora Stevenson on Homer and Tony. We said we're going to talk to her when the Bucks make it official. And I certainly hope that Zora will refer to him as Dr. Adrian Griffin because that's what he is. Though the Bucks didn't do that today for some reason. Good afternoon, Zara. Hello. Oh, it's great to be back with you all. I did ask him. I'm like, what should we call you? Doc? Doctor? Yes. Griff? And he said coach. All right. He said, I think we should start with coach. And I appreciate that. Finally, you know, got to a position where he's a head coach in the NBA. Call him coach. Coach Griff. Coach Griff. But don't forget, he's a doctor. I think that's so cool. Yeah, well, when I interview him, I'm going to start with Doc. Yeah, he and Nick Nurse got it together. They Me did. and Homer are going to get one together. You just looked it up. We got three years of schooling. Homer, you ready? Uh, no. Zor, you want uh, in on this? Zor can PhD? take my place. I'd love so to. Wait, what, what, what's, what's in the plan now? What are we doing? We're gonna. Me and Homer are going to get a PhD. And what is it? What is the one? What is oh. it, Homer? Uh, we're hold gonna, on. We're going to do what Leadership. Griffin uh, right. Nurse Leadership did. Skills. Concord Concordia University in Chicago is where they both got it. And yeah, you must be able to do it some online because. Yeah, when are, we, uh, doc, when, are we, when are we doing it? Dr. Griffin. We're not doing it. She can take my place. I have no interest in doing it. What do you mean you have no interest? That's not surprising, right? Uh, you, you're, so, you're so impressed by I it. I am impressed You can by do it, it in yes. three years. I don't want to do Before it. Before you die, you can get a PhD. I know. I've, I've lived my whole life. The rest of your family has one. You don't. Everybody in my family practically has you're one. You're the loser me. of the family. I'm the loser of the Let's family. Go. Step up. Once you accept that, then you have no don't problem moving on. See, totally see what I'm dealing with, Homer? Right, let's, with Zora. let's get to Zora except being a loser and see of the what family. Zora the wants to sheep. say about Dr. Griffin. Take it away, Zora. Whatever you want to start with for the new Milwaukee Bucks head coach. I was impressed. I mean, you know, these, these days are rough, right? I mean, it's you're meeting a ton of new people, um, and, and a lot of it is, like, from 30,000 feet. Um, wasn't a lot into the nitty-gritty. Um, I, I did appreciate, you know, learning more about him and, and the genesis of – you know, just the steps to becoming a head coach and, and the fact that he got his doctorate um, to honor his father, his, his late father. And, you know, he talked about X's and O's are, are great, but, you know, you got to be able to be a leader. Um, him being able to, you know, spend time not just with Giannis, but he spent time with, with Chris and, and Drew as well. I had a sit-down interview with him after the press conference. He explained how Drew invited him over to his house for dinner and, and him and Chris were in his office on the whiteboard. Uh, he, he's really into basketball, but about building relationships as well. He wants to build on what's already been set in, in Milwaukee. Of course, he's got to figure out his staff. But I asked him, your first order of business at a, as a head coach, and he said, continuing to build relationships. So a lot of the players were in attendance, Joe Ingles, Grayson Allen, Javon Carter, Myers Leonard, AJ, um, AJ Green, Marjan Beauchamp. So it was, it was great to see a lot of the guys supporting their new head coach. Obviously, you know, the, the front office, the entire Buck staff was there. His wife, he mentioned his his wife in a lot of the conversations. Um, he's, he's um, what else? So some of the players headed to Greece. He'll, he'll head over to Greece to, you know, visit with Giannis and workouts and stuff like that. Um, what else? I appreciated um, the three C's that are important to him. Creativity, competence, character, how he loves to learn, and he appreciates what he doesn't know. And so he'll bring people in um, that, can, that can help him. Uh, defense is big for him. I asked him where that came from. He said, well, you know, when he was in the league, you know, 
your offense is what stands out, right, and maybe gets you to the league, but your defense is what keeps you in the league. Uh, and uh, don't expect him to get up and down the floor anymore. No. His kids would beat him in one-on-one right now. Of course, one of his sons is playing for the Hawks, and his daughter is at UConn playing. There's my Ooh, They're good. And then another uh, son, I think, is now at Syracuse after he started at Illinois, but I'm not sure. Zara, any, um, any insight on why the decision for Griffin not – I know they're looking at Nurse, too. I mean – you got a, you got the head coach and then one of his assistants. What's what's the difference there? John Horse really appreciated the X's and O's that uh, Coach Griffin brought to the table. How excited he was about the that the person he is. They had an extensive process, right? That included included players, um, that included uh, the front office, that included ownership, and he, and John Horse said every step of the way. Coach Griffin came out as, as the choice, and he appreciated the variability that he had in his 15 seasons as an assistant coach. He spent time under multiple people, kids, McNurse, and, and so he'll be able to – it's not like he just, you know, was an assistant for one head coach. And so he'll have the ability to bring in different philosophies, and, and he worked for coaches that switch things up a lot, adjustments. He's, he's excited to do different things defensively, Within a game, he, he told a story of in the finals with the Raptors against the Golden State Warriors, and he told Kawhi Leonard he had this scheme, but it's, it's going to force you to scramble and, and run around. You're gonna, it's going to take a lot of energy out of you. And Kawhi Leonard said, whatever you need, coach. And so he's got experience with superstars and getting them to buy into some of his fun ideas that he has defensively, and he says the defense will then flow into the offense, and he said it's all about utilizing all the talent that they have on the roster. Talking with Zora Stevenson, we said we will talk with her when the Bucks make it official, though we had it official long before when Wojnarowski reported it. And Dr. Adrian Griffin is the uh, new head coach of the Bucks. What did you know about him when you heard, because I'm sure when you heard that Adrian Wojnarowski had said he's the new coach, you knew he was the next coach too. What did you know about him prior to that announcement? Yeah, I think basic stuff. You know, knew he was with the Raptors, knew about his, his son who played for the Hawks, uh, knew that he was, you know, I mean, he was given the load defensively, especially in that uh, finals appearance with the Raptors. And then obviously, you know, when, when stuff kind of comes down the pipeline, you do more digging and, and more research. But I'm excited. You know, all of the things that he's done prior are great, but we really won't know – how he because it, when you get different players, right? We really won't know how he's going to utilize everything, and he can come up with thoughts right now. But you know, as the roster changes, there's there's a lot of question marks with the Bucks roster, right? I mean, obviously you know the core, but the pieces around it matter as well. And so he'll you know he'll probably have option A, option B, option C, and then it'll continue to change based on what happens. Uh, you know, as, as training camp gets here, but I think it's a you know, great opportunity in terms of he gets the whole summer. You know, it's not like the Bucks waited, you know, months and months to get this done. He, he's, he's here in Milwaukee now. Um, he's, he's building those relationships. Heard he's been on the whiteboard a ton, right, going over things. and um, So he's got time to figure out exactly how he wants to continue to move Bucks basketball forward. And uh, forward, there's not a lot forward to go. Does he, uh, did you get a sense that he understood right. what he's stepping into? Yeah, like, better win a title. Yeah, this better is a championship win a title. Than yes, yes. Well, and he acknowledged the fact, he said, I mean, there's such high expectations and for the Bucks to bring in a first-time head coach. He 
he understood um, and he acknowledged uh, how incredible that was and, and the opportunity that's in front of him. And he said everything, his entire path, the fact that he was undrafted and that he went, you know, played overseas and, and, you know, then had time in the league as a starter, as somebody off the bench, somebody who didn't play at all. And then all of those that he feels like prepared him for, for this magnitude of a job. Oh, my gosh. Like, I mean, you're the head coach from Milwaukee Bucks. You get to, you get to coach arguably the best player in the world and, and Giannis and, and all these incredible pieces of guys who would be the number one guy on other teams if they weren't with the Bucks. So, um, and, and John Horst talked about how extensive the process was and, and how many, you know, levels they, you know, they had to pare it down to. They started with, like, 20 coaches and got it down to six and brought three in for, you know, multiple interviews. And, and then Coach Griffin kind of made it and rose to the top. So, you know, obviously they, they have all these – they said they use coaching analytics. I thought that was interesting in their process. How what know, is that? I, I was going to be my next I question. know. i got to get – I got to get more information on what coaching analytics. And how can you are? have coaching think, analytics on a guy who's never been a head coach? There can't be any well, coaching analytics exactly. on an assistant. Well, it's okay. You know, for example, right with with the Raptors in the finals against the Warriors, he was in charge of the defense. So, what were the numbers on the defense? When he was in charge, or you know, he was well, no, but, but right? he's in what, charge based he, on what Nurse wants to do, not what he wants to do. No, he. He said that Nick Nurse came to him right before the finals and said, you are in charge of the defense. Yeah, I mean, some head coaches delegate. A lot of the scouts, right? Like, assistant coaches are the ones that do these scouts and, you know, go through all this film. I mean, of course, when you get into, you know, deep into the playoffs, you know, hopefully it's, it's more the head coach. But for the bulk of the season, it's the assistants that are really, you know, doing the majority of, of the things. And everybody delegates differently, but – you can have a lot of autonomy as an assistant. But yeah, the, all assistants are doing it the way the uh, head coach is happy with it, right? Well, the head coach has to approve, but it doesn't right. mean the idea didn't come from the assistant. Uh, it doesn't mean the idea didn't come from the assistant. I mean, it's just hard to, it's hard to me to believe it it's would good. very much. The, uh, the, the person who's the head coach hired the assistants based on what, what he thought they would do that would fit with his belief, right? I'm not going to hire an assistant. Ooh, I no, can... but you hire. You can hire people that have different viewpoints as you, so that you have all these ideologies that come to the table. That's what a good coach should do. It's just like on a team, you want players with different skill sets, right? But the way you they want the way they put those skill sets together is going to be based on. Like the one thing I was going to ask is on the defense that he made it clear that they're not going to give up a lot of threes. Like they're going to play other. They're going to play a D. I can't remember his exact words, but I. I thought, wait, that's different than the way Bud looked at it. Cause they well, he didn't say he's not going to. No, wait, wait, wait. Let's pause. Let's pause. Because he didn't say we're not going to give up a lot of threes. No, but he made it clear ball. that wasn't the pr- – putting pressure on the ball was more important than the threes. Right? Didn't he say that? I'll have to look at No. He said pressuring the ball. He didn't mention one versus the other. He didn't even – he said we're going to pressure the ball and get after it defensively. We're going to switch things up, and we're going to try to create havoc and create turnovers. He didn't mention, like, value on the threes versus on the ball. He, he just mentioned an importance on pressuring the ball. I just want to make sure we're clear here on what he said. We are okay. clear here, crystal clear. <laughs> Has he announced any of his staff? Uh... Not formally, but he said he's, he's working through that. Well, do we assume Not Terry Stotts is going to be one, or do we not? He did not go into detail about anyone that's on his staff. And there was Could no be Zora. coaches, really. 
Yes, excellent question. Tony, you had an asker. Ooh. Have you been – go ahead, Nod. I'm not asking. I just said it could no, be I'm going to ask her. All right, have ahead. they uh, talked to you about being an assistant coach? No one has come to me about being Have an they assistant. talked to you That's about any awesome. different role than you have now regarding the Milwaukee Bucks? No. Look, I don't normally give you all this inside scoop. I think you're pretty good at no's. Uh, the key, no. the the key is: would There's you have said no. yes? Oh my goodness! Maybe there would have been a pause to the no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said mm. that no pretty quick. So, do you have any way of being able to judge or thoughts on how the view, how the how the players look at this, and anything you can tell us about? Who met at these meetings? Uh, Drew Holiday's name doesn't seem to have come up with the meetings. Uh, address the players' meetings and information that you have and can pass along. Well, Coach Griffin, coach, not doctor. He is a doctor, but we call him coach. I, I'm he with that. Had the opportunity, <laughs> he had the opportunity to, whether it was in person, over the phone, via text, talk to Everybody. I mean, he's, he's, he's reached out to the entire team. I think it speaks volumes that a number of the guys that are in town were, were present and at the press conference, right? Uh, they, don't, they don't have to do that. Um, uh, he has, you know, had time with, with Chris Middleton, with Giannis and Drew, as I mentioned. So he's had in-depth conversations with, with all those guys. Um, and it was, it was, I mean, it's, it's front office people. It's the medical staff. It's um, the owners. It's people on the business side. I mean, the, the process to become, you know, a, a head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks is, is expensive. And, you, yeah, so he rose to the top. Did he mention he anything he about the he, meetings prior to him being hired? Like he had a meeting or dinner with Giannis and and Chris? or He, he didn't want to go into detail about his meeting with, with Giannis, that he left it in awe. Obviously, Giannis is a, is a great competitor, but they felt like they were on the same page. Did he mention? Go ahead. Did he mention, like, did he think he had a chance from the very beginning? Or I don't know if there were other positions that were available. Does, was it a huge surprise? Or, I mean, he's waited so long. What? Right. Not a lot of people asked about the search. And, you know, like, my interview afterwards was more forward thinking. I didn't go into the search as much. It was more about what, what, you know, what, what he wants to do and, and how he's going to, you know, combine. Yeah, he wants to pressure the ball, but you got somebody like Brooks who can protect the paint. I asked him, I said, you know, all this, you know, all this pressuring of the ball, you want to run around, right? Are you going to have your veterans like doing uh, suicides and practice and doing sprints and in training camp? And he laughed and, he said, yeah, he was like, well, I mean, they got to be in great shape, right? And then he said, well, you know, I, I want everyone to know I'm not here to, like, rewrite the script, right? Um, so I think he's going to balance, like, his, his new ideas with what these guys are, are used to. And I think that's where the relationships are so important, right? Because once you build those relationships and that trust, then, you know, there's, there's freedom to maybe get after them, you know, on, on day one a little bit more because they already know who you are and, and they know that you care and, and all that kind of stuff. I, I think time will time will tell, but this is, it'll be great to get like a fresh set of ideas and you know I'm I'm just interested to see we we haven't had someone else coach Giannis when he's been Giannis, you know. True. I mean, 
he was he was still a different iteration of himself when Jason Kidd was here. So I'm just excited to see how I mean a, a different set of eyes and his approach to building th- this group of people. Um, yeah, that sounds fascinating to me as someone who's kind of like a basketball nerd and you know forcing you know he said forcing turnovers like one thing in my head well coach bud said hey we don't force turnovers we just play sound deep you know i'm i'm and i gotta be you know very careful with not comparing everything he says to coach bud um but it's you know my brain obviously he says one thing i'm like well bud said that or you know um or even the boxes there used to be these like blue boxes with all the different spots that they you know coach bud wanted the guys at offensively like coach gonna coach griffin gonna take those boxes up is he gonna move them you know how does he see the offense going? Uh, a lot of, like, you know, driving kick with the Bucks offense. Are we going to see more, you know, screens or whatever it may be, more sets? Or does he want to mm-hmm. play free-flowing? Um, I'm just, you know, I'm interested. Does the starting lineup stay the same? I guess if there's their abilities in the, you know, I mean, Joe Ingles is a free agent, Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton has an option, Javon Carter has an option. I mean, there's so many things that could happen, you know. Um you know, it's it's not going to be a non-newsworthy summer. Right. Okay, last so, question. Well, last question. <clears throat> Will I got one question oh, before okay, your last ahead. question? All right. Was there was there any talk of the the like what happened in the the series, uh, the Miami series, or no. any pass or anything no. about that? No, no. It was very much um, on the surface, if that makes sense. You know. And I yeah. think there'll be moments. I, to, I, 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 and I didn't no, think there would be. I, I thought maybe they were just like, ah, this, this went wrong, and there's maybe what they were looking for. And I, don't, I mean, I don't really know what the organization was looking for. Obviously, they're looking to win, but are they looking for a change of style and play? I think it's like a refresh, like a, a refresh point of view. Adjustment was a word that was, you know, used by by coach making adjustments. Um, variability is something John Horst said. Right. Um, yeah. Adjustments, that buzzword. All right. Adjustments was a buzzword. Now my last yeah. one. Uh, while Giannis doesn't like <laughs> failure, what do you believe Coach Griffin believes is the standard for success? I would assume it's make the finals or the season is a disappointment, even if you choose to avoid failure. He didn't want to talk about, you know, championships and what they're going to do. He said, we just want to work um, and put the work in and, and preparation. Um, so there wasn't like a champion, like there wasn't a bar set. But we all know what the bar is, right? What is the bar? That's what I'm, what is, what do you well, say the bar is? I, I mean, I think probably that's a John Horse question, but, you know, context clues are, you win an NBA championship, and then the next year after that, you lose in the second round in seven games. And then year after that, you lose in the first round in five games. And you were the number one seed. So it's not regular season success. Um, it's playoff success. And definitely getting past the first round, I'd argue, past the second. Um, he did mention that. It's about the, all getting ready for April, May. or I mean, he made some reference just, to that. Yeah. Yeah. Which was the same ideology here, you know, before. Um, it's it's hard to do. It's it's hard to win. As you see, I mean, you know, Denver was number one in the West, but look at the East, right? Um, All right. And now the last, what you want to leave are millions of people that are listening or watching. Oh, what you what what's the last thing you want to leave with them? Because many times people remember the last, 
end of an article, things like that. Take it away, Zora. Oh, my goodness. You always put me on the spot here. It's, it's fitting that coaches, assistant coaching career started in Milwaukee in, in 2008, and he's brought back in 2023 as the head guy in all this. And I think it's at a point where you can talk all you want, but we just have to wait. And I know you're not good at waiting, Homer. I know you're not good at waiting. But I sense everybody I've talked to um, is thrilled for the change, feels good about the change, and just likes him as a guy, as a person. Because he's a really nice guy. And I got that today. I mean, his wife and just really nice people. I mean, he was he, – the press conference was at 11. He didn't leave till 1.15. He answered everybody's questions, did one-on-one interviews with everybody, took as many pictures as people needed, um, and he was happy about it. He said, this is fun. I can't really want a coach that media is fun. And yes, the first day and, you know, you attest to someone's real character after a series of losses, right? But uh, for him to embrace this day and, and embrace the city and embrace the team, um, he's been here for a while, you know, already, you know, in the facility. And um, I just got a real way about him and his wife. Um, both of them were just really kind people. So uh, I'm excited to see what, what coach does. Thanks, Sora. See you, Zara. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Yeah, we'll see how long that attitude lasts. What is the bar? Bar, you got to make the champ. You got to make the finals. Got to make the finals. That's the vibe. No I'm not saying winning, but you got to make it, right? I would agree. Pebble, you want? Is that our absolute? I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, our new absolute. The bar for the Milwaukee Bucks, regardless of if he's Doc or Coach Griffin, make the finals next. 